Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Happy Friday. It's time for the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Man, you can listen on the app or the smart speaker. And we are live in Roswell today at South Point Financial Services. The mortgage professionals. They even helped out Road Dog Refinance. And this staff right now, they're at work and they're ready to walk you through this complicated process. 15 to 18 day turnaround time to closing. Try to get that somewhere else. Whether it's a cash out refi or traditional refinance, the home that you're in, an investment property or dream home, interest rates continue to be low. This is a local based company, awesome reputation. Learn more about South Point Financial Services by stopping by here in Roswell. Or you can pull them up online and check them out at spfs.com. Glad you're with us today. we got a lot to get to as we uh, celebrate this Friday. The weekend is almost here, folks. And we are excited about that. Sean Nerney back at the studio with... Jordan D. Armand back at the studio, DT with the day off, and Road Dog sitting here with me bragging about the job South Point Financial Services did for him. Let's get to the big take, Sean. Bucks. Big. Take. Well, the boys at the coffee shop this morning, they were buzzing about the NFL combine and the quarterbacks taking center stage last night. The big buzz, Kenny Pickett's hand size. Historically small, smaller than any quarterback that is currently in the National Football League. Pickett's hand size an eight and a half. Small hands. Now the boys are saying that it's no wonder Pickett was wearing two gloves last night in order to get a good grip on that football. Why is this such a big deal? Well, because NFL quarterbacks have to spin it in bad weather conditions, especially when winter kicks in. Think about the cold weather, the windy, gusty conditions. A quarterback has to be able to grip it and rip it in places like uh, the big city, New York, Kansas City, Green Bay, Denver. Just to name a few, you better have a good grip on the ball if you're going to rip it in those conditions come wintertime. So will there be quarterback-hungry teams that drop Pickett now because of his small hand size? Well, knowing that there's a lot of knuckleheads working for these NFL football teams, I would say probably uh, yes would be the answer to that question. And you know what? Pickett probably probably lost a few ladies in the process, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Man, I tell you what, I thought it was good quality entertainment last night. I settled in, checked out the quarterbacks taking center stage on the field, run the 40-yard dash, and throw that ball all over the, the park there. Pickett was impressive, by the way, throwing it. And remember now, it was in a dome stadium with perfect conditions, but Pickett was accurate with the football, far more accurate than the other quarterbacks throwing it around. Catchable balls at every level, Pickett was very impressive. 
I'll tell you what, Malik Willis made some money last night, showed off that big arm that he's got. I mean, that thing's live, brother. He's got a live arm on those deep balls. Nobody threw a better deep ball than Malik Willis last night, but not as accurate on the short to intermediate throws. Tell you what was impressive, though. Did you hear the word on Malik Willis? 32 on the Wonderlick. So his stock has gone up. Corral, Matt Corral did not throw last night trying to get over that injury he suffered in the bowl game. Uh, Ryder, the uh, Ritter, that is, Ritter, the quarterback from Cincinnati, he ran fast, a 4-5, but simply was not comfortable or accurate throwing the football in my estimation. I continue to believe three. there are three draft-worthy quarterbacks in this NFL draft. You got Kenny Pickett with the small hands. You got Malik Willis with the big arm. And you got Matt Corral, who's a little dinged up right now. But I enjoyed it, man. And there are some teams out there hungry for a quarterback, like the Saints, the Steelers, the Broncos. A lot of talk about the Texans and Panthers and Falcons looking for a quarterback, too. More entertainment to come through the weekend. But that was my uh, night last night, seeing the quarterbacks and receivers throw it around. We'll have a little more on the combine coming up here in a little bit. Right now, though, I want to chop it up. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. Now, I want you to uh, play along with me right here. I want you to imagine the Braves lineup without Freddie Freeman in it. Now, I know fans at Braves country, many of you fans are scared to put yourself in this situation. Let's do it anyway. All right, and to make you feel a little more confident in this exercise, let's pretend that Alex Anthopoulos has traded for A's first baseman, Matt Olson. So the Braves without Freddie Freeman. As I look at the lineup here, still looks formidable to me, the batting order. One through eight, you're talking about quality bats up and down the lineup. Uh, I would think that Snit would go with a lineup like this. You got Acuna leading off. You got Ozzy Albies hitting second. So you'd have two of the top 100 players in Major League Baseball hitting one and two in the lineup. I'm guessing Snit probably would go Marcelo Zuna DHing hitting third and would plug and play this guy every single day he's available this year in the DH spot. Matt Olson would be the cleanup guy. Big left-handed hitter, 30 bombs, 100 RBI. Separate some of these right-handers in the lineup with Olsen hitting cleanup. All right, you got Austin Riley playing third, hitting fifth. You got Adam Duvall hitting sixth, playing left. You got Travis Darno hitting seventh as the catcher. So you're talking about middle-of-the-lineup dudes. They're all run producers, veterans, clutch hitters at five, six, and seven. You got Dansby Swanson hitting eighth in what I would assume would be Snit's lineup. And then Christian Pache hitting ninth with the DH. Now, my lineup would be a little different. Baloo, the Baloo Show lineup would, would read like this. Acuna hitting first. 
I'd have Dansby Swanson hitting second in the lineup. Up top, setting the table. Swanson sort of the glue to this baseball team that makes it all work. Puts the ball in play, can hit it to the right side, move runners over. I like Dansby Swanson in that two spot. I'd have Matt Olson hitting third. Why is that? Well, he hit third for the Oakland A's. So that's where he's most comfortable. And I'd like the new player for the Braves to be comfortable. So I'd have Matt Olson hitting third. I'd have Azuna. Ozuna hitting cleanup as the DH. Riley fifth. I'd have Albies sixth. And having seen him in a lot of different slots in this Braves lineup, I really like Ozzy in a run-producing role. He seems to thrive hitting in a run-producing role. So I'd have Ozzy hitting six, Duvall seventh, Darno eighth. How about a clutch bat at the bottom of the lineup with Darno down there at eighth? And Pache, just give us a gold glove in center field. We'll hit you ninth, and we'll take whatever we can get. And that's the way I would line it up. The Braves without Freddie Freeman. Still formidable. One through eight. What would they miss out without having Freddie Freeman in the lineup? I've already discussed this a little bit. I mean, Olsen, very similar uh, similar as far as production and stats go. But what you miss out with Freddie moving on, signing with some somebody else that are going to pay him market value, you're going to miss out on leadership, face of the organization, uh, the captain, the team spokesperson, the grinder that's looking to be in the lineup. I mean, how many teams have a star player in Major League Baseball that are looking to play every single game the team plays? I would say very few. And that's what you miss out with Freddie Freeman perhaps moving on. Are you scared? Did that scare you? I hope not. With or without Freddie Freeman, the Braves will still be a legitimate contender. And there you go. Hopefully this lockout's going to end soon. And there we go, chopping it up for you. Right out of the gate. Let's get to a Buck Blue Show headline brought to you by Grease Monkey. Hawks beat the Bulls last night. Boy, what a relief. I mean, we didn't want to go through the NBA season and get swept by the Chicago Bulls. So at least we win one of the four games. Hawks win 131-24. No John Collins. He's still nursing that sprained foot. Come on, J.C., toughen up and get back out there, would you? Tape it up, spit on it. We got 20 games left in the season. We need you on the court, pal. Hawks got a little payback with that win over the Bulls last night, and it appears to be a, a big win. You're taking down one of the top teams in the East. We're sitting on the bubble at the bottom as far as the playoffs go. We dominated the second half. We closed them out. With two minutes left in the game, a little different than uh, when we faced them coming out of the All-Star break. We had the lead, didn't score in the last two minutes, and allowed Chicago to take the lead and win the game. So Trey with seven threes in the game, lighting them up with 39, 13 assists Trey Young had. And uh, we'll play at Washington in a back-to-back situation coming up tonight. Headlines brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more. It's done fast. It's done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and special offers. You might be listening on the mobile app, and that's driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit BeaverToyotaofcoming.com. 
Download that fan app right now in the iTunes and Google Play Store. If you're listening on a smart speaker, listening on a smart speaker right now, that is brought to you by our good friends at South Point Financial Services, the mortgage professionals. And that's where we're at today in their office here in uh, Roswell. And really uh, happy to be here, although we might be disrupting some of the phone calls that are some of the business that's going on right now. Should we go to the golf voice? Okay, Tiger Woods teeing it up on number one. He takes a big swing, and that ball is ripped down the fairway. We'll try to keep our voices down. 10 o'clock hour on the fan, sponsored by the Haug Law Group. You can't spell Haug without the U, the G, and the A. More at HaugLawGroup.com. All right, coming up next, the Falcons. Could the Falcons shock the world with their first-round pick? Or at least the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia. Preview this Georgia-Georgia Tech baseball series, and uh, we'll, we'll have some fun. Coming up next, glad you're with us today on this fabulous Friday, the Buck Baloo Show, live in Roswell at South Point. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Financial services here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Weekend almost here. Glad you're with us on the Buck Blues Show. We're live in Roswell at South Point Financial Services. Refinancing. Road Dog over answering one of the phones here in the cubicle nearby. He is totally in on South Point. And we're in on Southern Company and the Business of Sports segment. Tune in each week on the fan presented by our good friends at Southern Company. It's impacting business in Atlanta and the local sports scene. Man, we've got it covered. That's the business of sports presented by Southern Company, changing the future of energy in all the communities that they serve. How about that? Let's talk a little Falcons football, man. We got the draft just around the corner, the combine. We're knee-deep in it. And the Falcons sit in the first round with pick number eight. Could the Falcons shock the world with this eighth pick in the first round? Well, at least the city of Atlanta or the state of Georgia. How would they do that, you're wondering? Well, that's pretty easy. You should already know the answer to this question. Is a draft a Georgia Bulldog player? <laughs> My goodness. I mean, the Falcons, they've been in business over 50 years. And you know it's rare when they select one of the Georgia Bulldog players. And so there's got to be some hidden agenda, right? I mean, there's got to be some secret under-the-table agreement that the Falcons don't invest in Georgia Bulldog players. But I tell you, I know we did this in the first segment. Let's, let's do it again here in the second segment of the show today. Let's pretend. 
that the ban was lifted and that the new general manager, Mr. Fontenot, was allowed to draft a Georgia Bulldog player in the draft. Who would the Falcons take with that eighth pick in the first round? Would it be mammoth defensive tackle Jordan Davis? Well, there are a lot of people, these draft analysts, they they have Jordan Davis rated really high. And uh, Jordan Davis, there's not many of these guys that are six foot seven, 355 pounds that are available to play in the middle of your defensive line. So, yeah, that, that wouldn't be a, a stretch at all. Uh, but But I would say no, they're not taking Jordan Davis. What if the Falcons would pick number eight? They took college football's top linebacker in Nicobe Dean. And you look at a lot of these draft analysts and their big board, like, say, Carlos Medina. He'll have that big board. He'll have those players listed from 1 to 30, I believe Carlos goes, 1 to 32 through the first first round. Uh, Nicobe Dean's going to be really high on most of these draft analysts' board. Very high. So it wouldn't be a stretch. Hey, the Falcons could use a player like this. Put him next to Deion Jones. Now you got something working. But I, I don't see the Falcons doing that. Uh, you got Fontenot's philosophy. He's already admitted. He's gone public with this. Fontenot's philosophy with the first-round pick, and I agree with his philosophy. I've got the same philosophy. And that is you go with the best available player, regardless of the position. Best available player. The most talented guy on the board. And the one Georgia player whose stock is rising. In fact, on some boards, it is soaring. And it hap- it just happens to be in a need position for Atlanta Falcons, the defensive line. And I'm talking about Trayvon Walker, baby. Six foot five, 275 pounds, legitimate sized defensive end. I mean, this isn't some Vic Beasley here. It, it's six foot one, 235 pounds. Six five, 275. Legitimate. Athleticism for Trayvon Walker is off the charts. You know, he was a big time basketball player back in the day. I bet Mark Fox was down at uh, Upson County trying to talk to him about coming to play basketball at Georgia. Maybe not. But he was a big-time basketball player, man. This guy is athletic. His athleticism off the charts for a defensive lineman. And you know another thing that keeps showing up on a scouting reports is Trayvon Walker is violent. Now, not, not – I'm talking about his hands on the football field. I mean, when he hits you with those hands on the football field, dude, there is violence behind it. And when you see him hit some of these running backs, some of these quarterbacks, they're going down, and they're going down hard. Trayvon Walker, he plays tough with leverage. He can play uh, the rush. He can rush the passer. You know, a lot of these draft analysts, have him on the boards, their boards, as a top-ten-rated player. Now, there are some critics, and they say, well, he, his get-off rate is too high. He's unable to get off blocks is what that means, consistently. He's got limited bend. 
basically the translation on that is he plays too high. But I'll tell you what, he looked great in a Falcons uniform. And if the Falcons were going to shock the world, the city of Atlanta, the state of Georgia, the Bulldog Nation, and take a Georgia Bulldog player, it looks like to me the best fit would be Trayvon Walker. You never know about these. Stranger things have happened. There is no doubt about it. Keep an eye on that one. And that takes us to the NFL Top 5 today. You ready? You ready? The best in college football and the NFL. 5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 2, 1. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. What's going on, Buck? Jordan, what's happening, man? It's great to have you back on the show. Well, I appreciate you always having me on this Friday, and it's one of the best weeks out of the year, at least for me. I know you, you're you not as crazy about the NFL Combine, but... Uh, well, it's... I was last night, man. I was totally... I even ignored the Hawks-Bulls game to settle in and watch these quarterbacks and receivers do their thing. Wow, and, and some of those numbers, of those wide receivers, that's a deep class. That's, that's all I'll say. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but there's this one guy that's, I would say falling down draft boards his name is Kayvon Thibodeau so what are your thoughts on him he's dropping what do you think tear down Thibodeau well I'll play the game and I'll tear him down a little bit it's just a game it's, it's nothing personal Thibodeau you know the knock on him the edge rusher out of Oregon is that he doesn't have any pass rush moves he didn't go to Dr. Rush and Chuck Smith to learn the pass rush moves, the technique. He's out there freelancing, some of these people are saying. So, I, I mean, can you take a guy at the top of the first round in the first three picks that is an edge rusher and he doesn't have pass rush moves? I, I would say that is... That's bad for Thibodeau. The word's out. You don't have any of those. You're just freelancing, dude. Come on, bro. I like that take, Buck. I like that take. And another take that I like, and it's not a take, it's a fact. Georgia has the most players at the NFL Combine with 14. Um, I believe that Georgia has had number one overall picks. But you know how a school who has not had that? The Crimson Tide. Do they have a chance in this year's draft or maybe next year's? Well, look at you dropping some knowledge. My goodness. It's just facts, I mean, you know? Yeah, I mean, the Tide has never had the number one pick in the NFL draft, and that's really hard to believe. I mean, we're talking about the, the Alabama Crimson Tide under Nick Saban. They've won, they've won five out of the last 11 national championships. Right. And they've never had the number one overall pick. Evan Neal looks like a guy the Jags are interested in. You know, I, I just, uh, I don't believe that they're going to take him number one. I could be wrong, but I don't, I think the trend will continue. But you know what? It's going to end next year because you'll have Bryce Young, the quarterback, in the draft. You'll have Will Anderson Jr., the edge rusher, in the draft. One of those dudes are going number one in the NFL draft in 2023. So I think they'll break the trend next year. Agreed, because I, I feel like Jacksonville may stay away from Evan Neal just because the Cam Robinson experiment didn't really work out for them as he's a free agent. So 
Um, you know, obviously, I was watching last night. The wide receivers worked out a lot of four threes being put out there. I know you're high on Traylon Burks from Arkansas, but who do you think after watching them work out, who's the best receiver prospect in the draft? Yeah, I think I flipped last night, and it really had nothing to do with Traylon Burks doing anything less than impressive. He, he was impressive. But I think now I've moved over to Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. So polished, so versatile. I mean, he can play the slot receiver spot. He can play the X or the Z out wide and be very comfortable doing that. He he gets He's probably getting more separation running the routes than any other wide receiver I've seen in this year's draft. And you see him lay down that 4-3-8 oh, last night? It was pretty. Yeah, I tell you, I love Traylon Burks and his physicality. But I think if you're looking at the top overall wide receiver, I'm going to say it's Garrett Wilson. You think there's a lot of drop-off from him and Chris Olave, his teammate? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of difference. I, I think there is a small difference that the advantage would go to Garrett Wilson. Okay, I like that. He was, uh, he, I liked him. Uh, today... We're going to have the offensive line, running backs, special team. So we're going to see more players obviously work out. But is there somebody that going into this weekend is the most intriguing draft prospect in your eyes? Uh, for me, it's that Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. I mean, this guy, he, he walks in the room or steps on the field, and he looks different than most of these other linebackers. I mean, this guy looks like he could drop back to safety and cover tight ends. He looks like a guy that could rush the passer. He looks like a guy at linebacker that can weave his way through the trash and get the running back on the ground. I'm so captivated by Devin Lloyd. And, you know, other than the things I just said, I really don't know why. But, yeah, he's the most intriguing draft prospect to me. Maybe it's because I hadn't seen enough of him. I definitely watched him against Oregon, and he uh, he was all over the field. So I, I definitely like that pick. And going back to Georgia, and I'll just mention again for everybody, the most players at the NFL Combine goes to the Georgia Bulldogs with 14. And there's a lot of draft, draft guys saying that maybe five guys from Georgia will go in the first round. Are there any names Ooh. that you would not draft in the first round from the Georgia Bulldogs? Yeah, um, Devontae Wyatt. Any reason? I, yeah. Well, I look at him, and I see a guy, and they list him at 6'3", 315. And I think he's one of those guys that that put on extra weight. Yeah, I think if he was really fit or whatever, he'd be like 290, 295. But he's blown up on purpose to put on this extra weight. And he's playing the interior defensive line. And we're talking about the highest level in the National Football League. He's, he's facing these offensive guards that are now 6'5", 350. So I'm just saying that I'm not saying I don't like him. In fact, I love him. But I'm not sure I'd take him in the first round. And I don't think I'd take George Pickens in the first round either. And I say that because of Pickens, I would think, uh, you know, the... And the attitude and the discipline concerns me. I mean, is he going to be fighting out there every game? 15-yard penalties getting thrown out of the game. We're going to see any of that. We saw it at Georgia. 
And I just wonder how well he knows the game as far as coverage, uh, route combinations, concepts, things like that. I, I'd take Wyatt and Pickens. I just wouldn't do it in the first round. That's reasonable. And he's still coming off an ACL, so. Yeah, love him. Go get him, kids. Well, those, that was good. I like the insight, Buck. I always feel like I leave that segment knowing something I did not know before. Buck's top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. <laughs> well, that is awesome, Jordan. Uh, it is nice to know that occasionally somebody might might learn a little something just listening to the Buck Belusia. Road Dogs never told me that. He he doesn't, you know, sometimes you gotta let your ego just sit there, but I'm here to I'm here to boost that ego, Buck. You need to know that you're you're dropping the knowledge to everybody. Uh, that's good to hear. Good to hear. We're trying to do a little of that, but I didn't know if anybody was paying attention or not. And you know what? Pickett probably lost a few ladies in the process too. <laughs> I'm just because saying. of the hand size. That might have been your best line ever, Buck. We're trying to come up with at least one good line during the one-hour show every day. And if that's the best one I had today, then it was well-planned. Hey, I want to squeeze in a nugget, man. Mm, tasty. It's time for the College Football Nugget, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. College football, man, we could go big with college football every single day, year-round. Year-round on this show. Today's no different. And I want to talk about Spencer Rattler. When I first saw Spencer Rattler, he was in high school, and my sons were watching this QB1 show, uh, maybe on Netflix or something like that. Spencer Rattler was being featured this particular year when we were watching that. And I tell you, he looked like a big timer. And he looked like he felt he was a little entitled because everybody's kissing him, butt, kissing his butt on the recruiting trail. But I tell you what, he's now at South Carolina playing for the Gamecocks. He transferred from Oklahoma when he got benched by Lincoln Riley before he left for USC. So Rattler goes to the bench. And now he's ended up in Columbia, South Carolina, competing for that South Carolina quarterback job. And do you know what he said this week? Carolina getting ready for spring football. He said this was, and I quote, a great decision, a great decision to go to South Carolina. And he felt refreshed getting away from all that negativity out in Oklahoma. And what Rattler's going to do is he's going to compete for the quarterback job with Luke Doty, who was the quarterback much of the year a year ago. Luke Doty. And so that's what he's uh, got his sight set on for spring football practice, is to beat out Luke Doty for the starting quarterback job. Rattler's already secured an NIL deal with the local Chevy dealer in Columbia. He's driving around a garnet-colored Silverado, baby. It's good if you can get it. And I just wonder, though, through this process of getting benched with the Sooners and then transferring out of there, I just wonder, and I would hope that he's been humbled a little bit. He had this reputation of being a me guy, which is not a good reputation to have when you're trying to win over a football team. 
I look forward to see how this works out for Spencer Rattler and the Gamecocks. Because if it works out, it's a home run for Shane Beamer. He's capable of being a lot better than Luke Doty. And there's your college football nugget today. And I'll tell you what, man, I'm fired up. I know we don't have Major League Baseball spring training going on. We aren't looking forward to opening day and Major League Baseball, one of the most glorious days of the entire year for a sports fan. I'm going to miss that. We'll get opening day. It just won't be when we thought it was going to be. So I'm fired up about college baseball this weekend. Yes, sir. We got Georgia and Georgia Tech going at it. Let's talk about it in the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far sideline, 15 10, 5. Get in there. Touchdown. Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Triple A. And by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan. 680 and 93.7 FM. And the Jackets, the Yellow Jackets, going to go at it in a three-game series this weekend. Starts tonight. Bulldogs will travel down to the hashtag 404 and play a baseball game at Russ Chandler Stadium. Game underway at 6 o'clock. I believe we'll join the game in progress tonight right here on 680 The Fan. Then tomorrow at 2 o'clock in Athens at Foley Field at the University of Georgia. Game two of Georgia and Georgia Tech. And then Sunday at 2 o'clock, Cool Ray Field in Lawrenceville, the 19th annual spring classic for kids, a 2 o'clock start. we got Mooney and BJ. Brandon Joseph will have the call of that game right here on 680 The Fan. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three-game series with Tech and Georgia. You can hear all the action if you can't get to the games. And I know a couple of these are already sold out. You can listen to the baseball games right here on 680 The Fan. That's uh, Scott Strickland, the Bulldog baseball coach on the show this week. And I asked him about, about Georgia Tech's baseball team. We've played fairly well, and, and that's kind of to be expected out of the gate. Offensively, we've just been okay. We haven't been gangbusters by any stretch, but we've gotten the job done on the mound. We've been very good defensively. We've played really well, and the offense needs to pick up a little bit. That usually happens when the weather warms up, so we're looking forward to the offense clicking a little bit more. Yeah, that's Strickland. He's talking about there, about the good start to the season. Georgia ranked in the top 15 in the country right now going into the series against Georgia Tech. Tech, too, is highly thought of. I believe they're top 10 right now, the last time I checked. And there's so many of these college baseball polls, rankings, that it's really hard to keep straight what's what. But the last one I saw, the Jackets were number seven. Collegiate baseball, I believe it was. Bulldogs were like 17. So both these teams are ranked. Uh, Nernie, do we have Strickland talking about Georgia Tech? Well, they can really hit offensively. I mean, they've got one of the best hitters in the country in Kevin Parada and Chandler Simpson. He can get on base and really run and steal some bases and put pressure on you. So offensively, it's a challenge for sure. And they've got some big arms, too, uh, on that pitching staff. So it's going to be a big challenge. Uh, you know, their preseason ranked just right where we are, too. So it's a top 20 matchup in-state rivalry going three-game series, best on best. And 
we made this change three years ago in 2020 and uh, did it for the first time. And, you know, last year with the season getting changed, we had to, uh, you know, play on Tuesdays, but playing on the weekends, the way to go, you know, home, away, then neutral site for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta on Sunday at Cool Ray Field. Just, just a really good opportunity for both teams to get out there and compete. Yeah, it really is. And the Bulldogs are going to trot out their best pitcher in the game tonight down on the uh, the flats of Georgia Tech, and that is Jonathan Cannon, a 6'6", 215 right-hander. He's a junior from Alpharetta, went to Centennial High School, and he's the ace of the Georgia Bulldogs staff, the game one starter. When they get SEC play underway, he'll start game one. He's a draft-eligible guy, too, and he's going to leave with his degree was in the rotation last season as a sophomore and as a freshman was getting some relief looks out of the bullpen. This guy with a step-up performance against Georgia Tech last season at Cool Ray Field had uh, four and two-thirds scoreless innings with five strikeouts against the Jackets in a big win over Georgia Tech. I'm sure he's going to try to build on that performance here in the game tonight. He was up in the Cape Cod League, had three starts this past uh, summer and a dude that throws a lot of strikes. He attacks the strike zone. He's got a heavy four-seam fastball in the mid-'90s. Uh, watched some video of him last night. Uh, seen a lot of uh, the slider that looked really good. He's got a sinking changeup that gives him his third quality pitch. One of the reasons why he's so effective, he's got three quality pitches that he's throwing at these hitters. Flirted with a no-hitter earlier a couple of weeks ago against Akron. On February the twenty-fifth, uh, and so the Bulldogs are going to hand the ball to their best starter tonight in Game One against Georgia Tech and Jonathan Cannon. Again, you can hear all three of these games right here on six eighty The Fan, and it's going to be awesome, man. Try to get out and see some of that with the Major League guys out there uh, locked out. All right, coming up next, we'll talk a little Georgia Spring football, give you a little bit of a preview and a heads up on where you can hear more of that. And we'll have the final word. Local high school kids made a big commitment. I'll talk about it next. And it is the uh, Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan. We're live in Roswell at South Point Financial Services. Learn more about them at spfs.com. And stick around for more of the Baloo Show next here on The Fan. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. show here on the fan we're live in roswell at south point financial services road dogs answering the phone cutting deals just finished a cash out refund road dog they're gonna have to put you on the payroll man yes sir wanted to tell uh, 
everybody about thepodcastpark.com. If you want to hear more on 680 than just the shows you hear on the air, well, you can check out the Podcast Park, where many of the guys have podcasts in addition to the radio shows that they're on. Like myself, like that uh, Bucks beat in episode 53 dropped yesterday. It is a preview of the Georgia Bulldogs spring football practice. And my sponsor for the podcast is Mickey Himes and the GetMickey.com team at Keller Williams. Recommending Mickey is, is really a no-brainer. They make good things happen for other people, and they do it better than anybody else. Whether you're sellers or buyers, sell fast with a guaranteed offer or buy in multiple offer situations. Mickey has 20-plus years' experience, and his team has a combined 40-plus years' experience. If you're in the Lake Lanier or the Homes Up 400 market, go to GetMickey.com, click and get an expert, or call 678-341-7474. Bulldogs are wrapping up strength and conditioning program. Be on the field here in less than two weeks. Back on the field, getting ready for the 2022 season. And I brought on Chip Towers from the AJC as we broke down the Georgia Bulldog team. So they got ready for spring football practice. But one of the things I had to ask Chip, though, before we dived into the personnel, and I think most of the people I bump in and they know that Chip and I are pretty close, a lot of them will say, Buck, what's the deal with Chip and Kirby Smart? Because you hear Kirby, he's snapping at him at some of those press conferences. So I asked Chip Towers, what is his relationship with Kirby Smart? People ask me this all the time, Chip, so be real with us here. Tell us about your relationship with Kirby Smart. (laughs) Well, you know, my relationship with Kirby Smart, I would say, is purely professional. Um, You know, Kirby, when he was an assistant at Alabama, I probably had, uh, uh, you know, more of a uh, relationship with him outside, I would say, of purely football and reporting. But, you know, he is spread so thin, there's not a whole lot of time for getting chummy. Um, He has a job to do, and I have a job to do. I do think he respects the job I have to do, and I definitely respect the job he has to do. Yeah, they're both tough enough to handle it. Uh, By the way, you can get Buck's Beat. Wherever it is, you get your podcast at Apple, Spotify, or you can go to thepodcastpark.com, and that's brought to you by Associated Credit Union. And Buck Speed, I typically I'm talking Bulldog football or Braves baseball. We talked golf with Billy Andre recently. And what I'm doing, I'm just using my 20 years of contacts here at 680 The Fan in this market to line up Deep South newsmakers talking Braves and Bulldogs much of the time. Uh, 10-plus years with the Braves pregame show, working the Braves angle in their clubhouse. Uh, Had a background playing some pro baseball, playing baseball at Georgia. So utilizing a lot of those contacts to bring on some of these recognizable guests uh, that that you hear on the show, like Adam Wainwright, former number one pick by the Atlanta Braves, now starring for the St. Louis Cardinals. Pete Smith, uh, former Braves pitcher uh, on the podcast here recently. And then Obviously, using my uh, Georgia contacts, too, David Green, Eric Zier, Aaron Murray, guys like that, to be on uh, Buck's Beat Podcast. So I want to invite you to check that out. And if you're curious uh, about Georgia spring football and what they're looking to get done, what the concerns are, who you're looking to break out, 
you can check that out. Buckspeed episode 53. This is going on uh, right now. Dropped yesterday afternoon. Hope you'll check that out and hope you'll enjoy it. Remember, I hear people say this. Uh, remember to like and subscribe. Seems like that's pretty important. Let's get to the final word. Final work, uh, final word on this busy week. I know you're uh, thrilled that it's Friday. Want to give a final word shout out to Johns Creek High School quarterback Kyle Durham, who yesterday announced on social media that he's verbally committed to the Georgia State Panthers. And I think that is awesome. Got to see Kyle play as a former South Forsyth High School quarterback. And he was a member of the Buck Blue quarterback camp that we had this past summer. Really mobile, uh, can throw on the run, make things happen outside the pocket, a live arm, and a really good guy. And so happy for Kyle Durham to see that he's going to be playing here in Metro Atlanta where his friends and family can be close, get out and support him. And Georgia State got him one heck of a quarterback with a verbal commitment yesterday. Kyle Durham, best of luck at Georgia State, brother. We appreciate you. And that's going to do it for the show this week. Another busy week. Glad you were hanging out with us. We wrap up here at South Point Financial Services in Roswell. And if you're looking to refi, you're probably one of the last people doing it. But South Point's ready to walk you through this complicated process, and they're going to do it with your best interest and focus. Local-based company, awesome reputation, great people here standing by to help you out. So consider that and make the move to South Point Financial. Got Nick and Chris coming up next. It's going to do it for the Baloo Show this week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.